Hello from ABA Annual Meeting 2018 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti. And I'm Karen Hutchins. And Julie Armstrong. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. I've got a wonderful panel of guests here. We're going to talk about the National Association of Bar Executives. But before we do that, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. I want to learn a little bit more about you. Where do you work? What do you do? And let's uh, let's start with Karen. I'm Karen Hutchins, and I'm the executive director of the Arkansas Bar Association. And I live in Little Rock, Arkansas. I am the executive director of over 5,700 attorneys in Arkansas. And we are a voluntary bar association providing all kinds of benefits for our members, uh, everything from free legal research to automated document systems. And we provide advocacy opportunities for our members as well. But you're also the NABE president. I am the NABE president. That's important to mention on a show about the NABE. Yes, it is. I assumed that role yesterday and it's starting to be busy today. Excellent. Excellent. And Julie, how about yourself? What do you work? What do you do? So I also am an executive director. I am in Indianapolis, Indiana, working for the Indianapolis Bar Association, not the Indiana State Bar Association, the Indianapolis Bar Association. I also work for our foundation. We have a foundation board and an association board, and I staff both. This year, I'm serving as the president-elect of the National Association of Bar Executives, and I'm here to support Karen and anything that she needs. Gotcha. So she's succeeding you, right, Karen? Yes. Okay. So that, that's the path of succession. Mm-hmm. Correct. Now, I think that's great. You know, we, we do travel around quite a bit, talk to some bar associations and different committees and divisions and sections uh, there within. And there's always a succession plan. Mm-hmm. And usually the leadership is being groomed the year before. That way they slide into the role so there's no interruptions. So excellent. So I've got a really basic question for you. This next one, I don't know how smart a question it is, but National Association of Bar Executives, I've heard it referred to as NABE, NABE. Mm-hmm. So what can we call it for short? NABE is probably the easiest to call it. Long-term members call it NABI, but for our purposes, I think NABE will be best. I'm going with what the president says. <laughs> Good call. So NABE, just in terms, because we covered a little bit last year at the annual meeting, but you know, there's uh, probably some people out there that are not familiar with the function of the NABE and how it's related to the different bars. So let's start with that. Let's just start with kind of basic function and how it's involved with the different bar associations around the country. Well, we have about 600 member bar associations that have staffs and professionals that work in their bars and they need education, they need collaboration, and we provide that for them. And it helps all of us to communicate and save time, sharing ideas. And that's the purpose NABI serves. Okay. So just to follow up there. So now these are not just state bars. These are local bars and city bars. And so bars of all different sizes and even uh, professional, like sort of practice specific area bars as well. Yes, we have both state bars, local bars, and as we refer to specialty bars all throughout the country. So it's very nice to collaborate with all and help each other uh, because we all have different experiences based on our memberships. And it's not just the top leadership of each bar association that comes to these meetings and, and interfaces with you all. It's it's based functionally the people that sort of manage and run the bar association. So what are some of the other positions besides president or executive director? Well, the executive directors were the basis of NABE, the National Association of Bar Executives, as it originally got its name. But as time grew on, 
We have people who are working in membership areas, communication areas, administration and finance areas, all these areas that can help support our members. The presidents, however, are the elected portion of our bar association and belong to a different organization. And so just in terms of why bars should do this and join, so there's obviously there's some programming recommendations. I mean, you all are seeing trends across the country of the different members and you're getting some feedback. So why should a bar out there that's not part of a joint? What we're seeing and what I think is unique to this time period, not only are there changes in the industry, the legal industry, but there are giant changes in the association industry, whether or not people choose to affiliate, how they choose to affiliate. And then even more for our organization, we're seeing long-time executive directors, people that have served 20, 30, more than 30 years retiring. And they're not just a few of them. It's like everything else. A lot of boomers in our leadership of bar associations. And as they're stepping away, we are having an interesting time as, a, as an association of bar executives trying to determine how to best serve the needs of brand new execs whether they're the executive director, whether they're the director of marketing or the pro bono director or whatever they might be. And so from our standpoint, as an association of bar executives, what people I think most need to know about us is that we're here to provide whatever professional resources an association executive specifically focusing their work in a bar association might need. And it's very unique. Working with lawyers is just different. I mean, your listeners are lawyers. They know that what they do, it just takes on a different tone because of the importance of what they deal with on a daily basis and and being able to adequately support the needs of those types of professionals isn't something that you can just slide into seamlessly. And so from our standpoint, that's what we're here to do is to help people figure out the nuances and to feel the collaboration support they need. And building on that nationally, when it comes to joining associations, there's just a trend where it's more important now than ever to convince young members of your profession that they need to be a part of it to help build their careers and connect rather than simply be functioning in their own office virtually with a computer. So I think it's really interesting that the contrast between sort of the permanent fixture of leadership within a bar and sort of the temporary, the and, and by that I mean, you know, presidents typically will be the president for about a year and they sunset out and then the president-elect comes in, becomes a president, but the executive directors stick around for decades. And so, you know, just kind of with that in mind, you all are, are building some long-term relationships with leaderships of the bar, but that permanent fixture, and so they're always having to deal with a brand new president. They're always having to kind of feel the changes between one leadership role, you know, as it sunsets into another leadership. And so I guess one of the questions I have, you know, you see that over and over again, you talk with these executive directors that are that have been around for a few decades. You know, what are some of the common issues faced by bars in terms of you know the leadership that's coming and going, and also just kind of the the long term you know objectives that the executive directors have their eyes on? Well, I think having leadership change in your own bars yearly is a challenge. Most people say, "I love my job because I get a new boss every year," and then other people don't really understand that dynamic, but it's really important because you help facilitate leadership of all these new people. Each year you give new skills to help develop and help your bar benefit from. And so I think it's important that we train the executive directors and make sure they have the education they need to be able to handle that dynamic. But it's also very similar in our own 
and ABE because we have to make sure our leadership has buys in to our strategic priorities and where we're going. And so, as I say, I'm president, Julie's president-elect, and we also know Leah Johnson of South Carolina Bar is also our president, vice president. So that taking that process and bringing it back to our own bar associations of building that leadership long-term so you know where your organization is going is very important. Let me just follow up on my uh, question. I realized I didn't ask it as clearly as I wanted to. So just in terms of the programs that help deal with that leadership vacuum as it goes from year to year, and then you got a new leader and you have to adjust, what type of programs do you guys offer specifically to kind of handle those changes in the direction of a, of a bar? So for bar execs, we do a number of different programs depending on the type of bar that you're coming from. So for instance, I do a program on trying to define sustainability, who you're looking for as a future leader in your bar. As bar executives, we don't get to pick the president, but we certainly have a voice with our nominating committees, their election cycles, being able to give some thought to what kind of leaders that we need. And so we'll do training. The particular program that I did is on creators, sustainers, and complainers. The presidents kind of fall into one of those categories, right? Um, so uh, describe that though. Like, uh, let's walk through through this. That's kind of a fun topic there. So the sustainers. Let's start with the sustainers. So a sustainer is the is the president who doesn't want to break it. Okay. You know the the bar's going along well. I don't want to get to the end of the year and have anybody say that I left it worse than I found it. Uh, and so I'm going to be a steady influence. I'm going to make sure that things happen, but I'm not going to be pushing the envelope on what we could or should be doing. Then you've got your creator. They're the innovator. They're the one that has all the ideas of all the things, and they're very positive-minded people. We're going to get out there. We're going to hit it hard. Here's the binder of all the great ideas that I have. And then you've got your complainer. They're the one that is certain that the bar doesn't do anything right, but they're highly invested. They love the bar, and they're here to tell you all the things that you've ever done wrong, and they're going to fix them by the end of their year. And what we teach is you actually need all of those people at some point in your leadership track. But you can't do year after year of creators because you just don't have the bandwidth to support them. Sustainers aren't going to move the needle. And your complainers are probably going to end up running out the entire staff. So you don't want year after year after year of that. But a good mix of that, that's the kind of training that we try and do is you need to understand that that is part of it, that that's not bad when you have any of these personalities But if you haven't done this, and especially if you're in a year of a complainer, you know, imagine going to that office every day, day after day after day. And if it's new to you, understanding that that's normal. That's not you. That's not them. You have to embrace it for the positive aspects that come with it. So we do those kinds of training programs with all of our executives. And and, and being clear that we work with the bar professionals. We're, We're working with the department leaders and the top executive in that bar association. And we're hoping that they take that programming back and pass it down to those that work under them. And I think we've focused primarily on change and innovation and how to take that back to your bar association, because it is critical to get in front of your own boards to let them know what are the changes? How do we need to change? How do we need to innovate? For instance, we have, uh, you mentioned a lot of the uh, bar executives have been in their positions for a long time. Well, some of their governance structures have been in place for a long time and getting them updated and providing the skills and the templates and suggestions of how we can get buy-in with our bar members to update their governance and make 
changes quickly. React to life as it is. React to email systems, not meeting after meeting after meeting. So those are some things we try to provide more information on. So just in terms, this is my second to last substance question, but in terms of, you know, the, the permanent staff, uh, the permanent leadership that are, that are in the bar, what are some other, you know, common elements that, that come up that you're addressing year after year? I think economics, economics or uh, financials trying to uh, adjust to, for, for Julie and I, we both have voluntary bar associations. So we have to make sure that our members get value and we have to create that value literally every day when we go home and come back the next morning with good ideas to enhance that that value. So for me, I know it's economics. Yeah, it, so I work in a metro bar. We have a law school in our town. So a lot of what I'm talking about at home, we're talking about at NABI, which is how to keep those recent law grads connected and supported. Our executives spend a lot of time talking about solo and small firm practice. It's it's growing, in-house counsel's growing, and being certain that we are giving those individuals tools within our National Association of Bar Executive World to be able to go back to their home bars and provide value, as Karen said, to those constituencies that's really important to us. So last substance question, and the answer cannot be networking. So what I want to ask here is somebody's interested in having their bar join the NABE. What is the number one reason to do that? Expand your knowledge base. We provide knowledge and education in all types of areas that all the bar professionals need. And it's not defined and you can reach out and learn a wide variety of information you need to carry out your job. Yeah, I would agree with Karen. It's that sense of community you know, just like every other profession I'm aware of, we're so busy that people become so siloed. And with NABE, you have that sense of community if you choose to embrace it. And I think today, with all the changes, as fast as the change is coming, having that support system is crucial. And you can join for us. There are lots of societies for nonprofits, but the bar executive world, we just have that nuance to what we do with NABE that you just can't get anyplace else. All right. Well, we're running out of time, but before we close it out, just want to give y'all an opportunity to at least contact information. Somebody wants to reach out. How can they find you? We are located on the website at www.nabenet.org. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've reached into the road for today's episode, but I want to thank our guests for joining us today and also our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, Please find us and rate us at Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.